Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Is there a list of questions that I can just have so we can go back and forth? Because. No, I don't have a list of questions. Because it's like, it's too difficult right now. It just feels ingenuine. It's kind of ridiculous that everyone expects us to just like have just flowing conversation. I always have to be the bad guy. I always have to be the initiator. I always have to like be the one because like he's giving me nothing. What do I not? I don't. Do you have something that you don't know about me? Yeah. Offhand. I have to think about it. I have to pee while y'all are doing all the. This is really good. Um, so basically, you've got to start helping me out, Henry. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel I mean, like I'm, I, I'm doing everything here, and... I'm trying um, to share some stories. Whatever. I know, but, like... I ask you questions, and you say, I don't know, I'm going to pass. Because it's just, like, such, like, surface questions. It's a lighthearted conversation. I know, but I just... Um... I think it's best... I just walk away for a few minutes and give each other some space. Clearly. Hey, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business Mine with me, Kara Berry. Today we're talking about Married at First Sight. What are we, where are we in the episode? We're week two into the marriage. The couples have fully moved into their production provided apartments and mostly they are going to be having their friends over for a housewarming party because as we're told, meeting the friends is vital to a relationship. We start off the episode with Karen and Miles, which would have been a throwaway uh, scene if it were any other couple, but I feel like this was important. Karen, you know, ever the negger, the negative Nancy, um, decides to go up to Miles and say, did you make the bed? 
because I wasn't sure if you made the bed because I know if I made the bed, it would look like I made the bed, but it doesn't really look like I ma you made the bed. So is that what you were trying to do? And you know what? Miles is the world a favor by throwing a decorative pillow at the back of her head. And I stand by that. <laughs> uh, we continue on with Amani and Woody and they're laying in bed and Woody says those four words that every woman wants to hear. Do you want breakfast? He decides to make her bacon and eggs and biscuits and mimosas. And he's bringing her the mimosa. She's getting ready. And he, she comes out and he's like just so excited to feed his queen. He even opens up the refrigerator and out comes my favorite flower, Woody. Some like orangey, ready roses. Literally, I've got them on my in a vase right now. I love them. They're the most beautiful color. We just love Woody. I'm a Woody stan. This is a Monty and Woody show, and the rest are just extras to me, frankly. <sighs> so he just goes on about how excited he is and how easy their relationship has been, and how this is like real black love. And I have to admit that it is. I have not seen black love on a level of this since being Bobby Brown and Bobby admitted that he had to pull out a doo-doo bubble from Whitney because she was constipated. So let's just, I'm going to let you guys sit with that. Um, back to Karen and Miles and Karen comes in as Miles is sitting down and he decides to speak up about the advice that Pastor Cal gave him when they all met up with each other, which is basically like express what it is that you need and want in a relationship. So he tells Karen that words of affirmation are really his love language. And so she just walked in from getting her nails done and he was like, Oh, did you get your nails done? Like, Oh, they look so great. You look fly complimenting her. And he's like, you know, this would be a great um, example of like the things that I want. Like you don't have to go all out. And like shower me with compliments, but just occasionally just say that I look nice or, you know, whatever springs to mind. And Karen says, you know, like, I appreciate you really being understanding of where I'm at. I do like to take things slow. I words of affirmation are not really something that I'm used to giving clearly. And but, you know, I, I will work on that. I will definitely take that in. And that's something that I can work on. Thank God this is not yet another red flag that Karen has decided to create. Um, Karen, by the way, issued a statement about the, you know, about Miles telling her that he suffers from, well, has clinical depression and her reaction being like, I wanted somebody more masculine. This is a bit red flag for me. She gave what I felt was like a very canned, obvious, like apology of, you know, we need to have more conversations about mental health, especially in the black community. And of course, I don't think it's a red flag. And I feel really bad that I, you know, I don't think that it should be conflated with masculinity. Like, you know, what the exact apology that you would expect her to say. Miles even came to her defense. Um, you know, great. I'm, I'm glad that she spoke up about it. For me, it was a little bit too structured, too PR, but she said something and I think that's necessary. We find out that Karen and Miles still have not kissed like on the lips. He's given her a couple kisses on the cheek, but they have not kissed on the lips yet. 
And Karen, and I think she's right about this, says it's a combination of like, I'm not aggressive and Miles is really respectful of where I'm at. So we're kind of at a standstill because she wants a more aggressive man, but she doesn't want to say anything. She wants somebody to do, read her mind, both be really respectful of her, but also aggressive, both be, you know, she wants it both ways and people are complex and people are, you know, have a whole spectrum of of emotions and, and actions and being aggressive and not being aggressive. But I think she is now realizing that she's going to actually have to do some work in this relationship. And thank God she got the let out. Miles tells Karen that, you know, he is going to be respectful and he is going to continue to be respectful, but the Carmax is on Deckington. Whenever she's ready, he's here. And the lips are here. They're moisturized and are soft and a little bit tingly. With that, I wanted to listen. I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys, Corey and Carly. I heard you guys, they host a podcast called Surviving Sister Wives, but they also do uh, Surviving Married at First Sight. It's on the same um, feed. So check out Surviving Sister Wives and you'll see all their Married at First Sight episodes. They came up with a system, much like the Dennis system from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they came up with the Brett system. So I would highly recommend that you guys go over to their um go over to their feed and check out what the Brett system is. I, I stole this from you guys, I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm going to show everybody the Karen system. <laughs> so we're gonna start with obviously K. Keep it all inside. Emotions? What are those? He does not deserve to see the real you just because you married him. A. Arts and crafts. Let your man know that he is a stranger by making a bracelet so that every time he looks down at his wrists, he knows that you don't know him like that and you have no intention of. R. Roll your eyes. Anytime Miles does something that you actually should find adorable and endearing, but you aren't willing to admit, just go into a full 360 with your pupils, okay? E. Eating. When in the presence of a buffet, carbo-load the fuck out of you because this will lead to the last letter and nap time. When everything else has failed, just start the yawn, get your eyelids heavy, and fall into a blissful slumber of unsure emotions and never really knowing where you land and with that let's move on to our next couple which is brett and olivia so olivia goes to brunch with her friend and she says you know the first half of their relationship so the first week (laughs) was pretty good and the first half of the honeymoon was pretty good until they did the rate your relationship challenge with all the individuals Um, she says that since then they've decided she has really decided to take things one day at a time. She also brings up the finances to her friend, the conversation that she and Brett had and says she's going to have to work on changing some things in her life. And she's going to have to work on like meeting her expectation, meeting his expectations, really. Um, 
So then Brett goes out with his friend and says that Pastor Cal was basically a shit stirrer and he was kind of an asshole. <laughs> Listen, I don't disagree, but I, you know, it's like you, Pastor Cal is my family and I can say whatever I want about him, but like, Brett, you're on the outside here. This is really your only first time at the rodeo. So I don't really want to hear you saying anything bad about Pastor Calvin even though you're kind of correct, okay? So, he says, like, you know, he basically brought up all the negative things about our relationship, our finances, etc., etc., and Brett's like, you know, I live by a budget, I've got all my spreadsheets, because that's what normal people do, and she wants to go out in there and, like, go on vacation and buy things online I think he said she bought stuff from QVC which is like Olivia what (laughs) I I would I would encourage you not to waste your money on QVC as well I mean do you need like a Lisa Rinna duster that badly I don't think so um and his friend is actually like kind of on Olivia's side he's like well it sounds like she spends her money living in the moment enjoying experiences and having fun and Brett's like well you know what's fun watching your net worth grow okay Brett (laughs) I mean what's happening here because sure of course it's smart to be fiscally responsible but you can't take it with you and I don't think that, like, Olivia is this, like, extreme, extravagant spender. I think she lives within her means. Sure, she has debt, but most people do. And it seems like he is just like, I don't want to do anything. And I'm just going to sit here at home and play with my cat and play video games and, you know, squirrel up money. And I just think he is more extreme than she is. And he needs to take advantage or he needs to learn that. Like, especially when you decide to get married, of course, you guys are going to want to have experiences with one another. And of course, there are things like you're going to want to go to dinner. You're going to want to go on vacation with one another. Most people want to do those things. Most people want to hang out in their neighborhood. You know, it's not like she's. I don't know. I, I think I'm on Olivia's side on this. I do think that they both need to kind of meet each other half-ish way if they're going to be combining their finances. It's something that they're going to have to juggle because she makes significantly more than him, but I think she's living her life just fine, and I think he is more extreme than she is, and he he's going to have to loosen up. Especially, like, if you're combining finances and she makes a lot more than you, that is going to be helping you in the long run. You guys are going to be working together towards your future, presumably, right? I don't know. (sighs) Okay, so let's meet up with Bennett and Amelia. This was very interesting. So, um, Olivia and Brett and Henry and Amelia... No. (laughs) Olivia and Brett and Bennett and Amelia were the only two that had these like kind of one-on-one conversations with their friends pre-housewarming party. So Bennett meets up with his friend Miranda and Amelia has her friend Sydney over to the apartment. 
Bennett keeps reiterating during throughout the scene that like it's important that his friend her his friends know how all in to this relationship he is, how important Amelia is, how much they're getting along, all of that. That it's important that they know that. And I found that to be a little interesting until Miranda starts talking. And then I'm thinking something weird is going on here. The conversation between Amelia and her friend Sydney was not super compelling. It was just basically like, yeah, I really like him. I'm really attracted to him. We get along. Everything's great. We're vibing. We're really vibing. But, um... Then it says that Amelia should find out about her residency in a couple weeks and that could, you know, cause him to change, cause him to move rather. And he's open to moving. He's thought about it. He's fine with it. He really likes her. And Miranda's asking all these questions of like, how are things going? You know, that seemed very normal, especially for the show, very produced where, you know, how are things going? Are you guys getting along? What do you guys have in common? And then as soon as Brett says that he might be moving, Miranda, girl, what's happening here? She, her mood shifts completely. And she's like, are you sure that this is what you want to do? Are you sure that you really like her? Are you, you know, she goes into like an interview with the production and says, you know, Brett is really vital to their friend group and it would just be such a loss to have him away from New Orleans. And, and she even asks Bennett, is this like, did I say Brett that whole time? I think I did. (laughs) She even asked Bennett if, um, this is just some absurdist adventure that he's going on, like as he's wont to do and if he's actually serious about being with Amelia and just by her body language, the faces she was making, the urgency in her tone, it really sounded like there was more to this issue with um, Miranda than you're going to be moving. Oh my God, what's going to happen to our friend group? It was like, I have unresolved feelings for you. And I don't like what you're saying to me. I was hoping that this was just going to be like a fling. Maybe, maybe she just didn't realize. Maybe she thought she had more time to kind of like nut up and tell Bennett how she really felt about him. It was getting strange for me. And it was getting beyond this is my friend. And it was like... I have feelings for this guy. I think, did y'all, were y'all picking that up too? Let me know. Let's move on to Christina and Henry. Woo, baby. Oh, goodness. Um, So, like I said, they're having a party. And they're just at the apartment hanging out. And they're clearly, like being told to talk about this party, right? So Christina starts off by saying, like, do you think that our friends are going to get along? Like, do you think that this is going to be a good vibe for everybody? And Henry's like, yeah, I think it's going to be fine. So, you know, I think it'll be okay. Christina's like, and scene. And production's like, well, 
you're not really the person who says cut or scene or anything like that. We're still very much filming and we've only been here for 15 minutes. So you can't really tell us that you're done filming. <laughs> so the, product, the producer says like, you, I'm getting the sense that you feel a little bit stressed out. And Christina's like, yeah, I just feel like I'm putting a lot of effort into asking questions and you guys gave me the list of all the games that we were supposed to be playing at the event, you know, upcoming housewarming party and musical chairs. I'm not playing musical chairs. We're not babies. And do you guys give Henry any responsibility? Do you give him anything to try and move this conversation forward, to try and move this relationship forward? Or is this all on me? Because it feels like it's all on me. So (laughs) at this point, you know, Henry, again, is, you can tell he's getting sick of it. And he says that he has a real issue with Christina's patience. Now, we have seen flashes of Christina talking to production, being rude, being impatient, but <sighs> let me let me finish the scene and, and then we'll get into it. So they get into her buying groceries and she is saying, alleging that Henry did not thank her for the groceries that he bought, that she bought for the apartment. And he was like, I did thank you. I did also say, like, what's your Venmo? I'm happy to go half on it. And she was like, you didn't thank me. You didn't thank me at all. He's like, I absolutely did. She's like, well, I think there must be something wrong with my hearing. And he's like, yeah, there must be. There might be. (laughs) So then Henry's like, did you thank me or offer to pay for the $70 dinner that I took you out to the other day, the the Michelin restaurant that I went to star restaurant that we went to. Did you thank me or offer to pay for those things? Cause I don't remember you doing that. And he is getting so sick of her and he's like, listen, I'm not perfect. I don't like the filming process either. This is really hard for me to do. I do not enjoy it. And Christina's like, yeah, okay, well, let's talk about that. So why are you even here? Why did you even decide to do this? And Henry's like, I'm not with all my fault, without my faults, but like, you never see me acting out the way that you do. And Christina's also like, why do you never make eye contact with me? And he's like, you know, that's an issue of mine. It's something that I have to work on. Perfect example of I'm not a perfect person. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that you do everything wrong, but I also know how to like be respectful towards people. I would really like to see more of the behind the scenes stuff. Like who is the guy from last season that they kept having to break the fourth wall because he was just such an asshole to everybody. Oh my gosh, what is that man's name? I used to call him Carlton because he looked like a hot version of Carlton. Oh my gosh, what is his name? It's going to kill me. I'm going to have to look it up. His name was Brandon. Brandon of Brandon and Taylor. He would act so fucking rude (laughs) and constantly threaten to not film and 
he's going to walk away. So that they had to break the fourth wall at least four or five times with him. And I wish that they would do that more. Like, they're doing it a little bit with Christina, but I would really like to see, like, what exactly she's doing. Listen, I have to say that that Henry finally speaking and speaking up for himself was great, and I loved it. And I really appreciated him speaking his mind and his frustrations over the whole situation and how Christina behaves. But, y'all... I kind of see where Christina's coming from, too. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Here's the thing. Henry doesn't like Christina and every interaction that we see them have is clearly the interaction of a man who is just playing nice, getting along to get along, being really like not even on the level of like a coworker. Like he it's like a coworker that you don't like, but you have to be nice to. And so you just make this like very service conversation. And later on, his friends say that he is very closed off to the point where they thought he was kind of rude too. But I don't ever see Henry being rude to her. I think he just doesn't like her. And I think the more she makes a deal out of the fact that he's not trying is the less he's going to try, right? Excuse me. He has had enough of her. (laughs) And it's really funny to watch, but I also kind of feel bad for her because 
she is trying and she does there is a light still within her and I think if he was just nice to her I think she would be really grateful (laughs) but I think he just doesn't fuck with her and she just makes it worse and so I can't say that I disagree with her on her being frustrated with the fact that he's not trying but I also think like I don't think at this point, I don't think Christina can win for losing. I don't think there's anything she can do. I think even if she was super nice to him and production, I don't think that Henry would be any nicer to her at all. Like, I think he just doesn't like her. (laughs) I really don't. And, but like, you have to give her points for trying. You have to give her points for trying. And that's why this couple is actually really compelling because you see, for me anyway, I see both sides and I agree and disagree with them uh, with everything. I think that Henry could have, clearly what's happening is like Henry is shy and he has his walls up and he doesn't give you a lot to begin with. Christina has gotten increasingly frustrating with that, frustrated with that, which is completely understandable. On the other side of that, Christina sucks. <laughs> she sucks in her own right. So now it's gone from like, she doesn't, I don't think, understand that it has now gone from like Henry being shy to Henry just not liking her. But I think towards the end of the episode, he starts to get it. And I'm going to let you guys in on something really fucked up. Like, Henry and I are have a relationship now. Henry, for those of you who watch Sex and the City, are like Miranda and Skipper. I'm the Miranda and he's a Skipper. Henry is somebody who very much, like, you could just walk all over and treat any way you wanted. And he'll just be nice to you and accept it. And he's like a little puppy dog. Provided you're mostly nice to him, right? (laughs) But as soon as, like... Okay, so you remember when Skipper and Miranda broke up? And then she saw him in the street. And he finally stuck up for himself and was like, I'm not doing this back and forth with you. I'm not, like... You treated me like garbage and I deserve better. And he finally, like, stands up for himself. And then Miranda chases him and is like, Did you get a haircut? Like, you look so much better. Like, what's happening here? (laughs) the next scene where the guys and girls separate for like drinks and brunch I was looking at Henry and he had this like really cute sweater and I'm like is Henry hot (laughs) am I attracted to him now (laughs) I need help please talk space if you hear me get me a, a promo code so I can help myself um so like I said the guys and girls meet up to talk with each other and the guys that are first are playing pool and Bennett's saying basically their biggest thing that we that he and Amelia don't have in common is the fact that they have different tastes in music. That she's, you know, probably listening to a lot of like Belle and Sebastian and like the national she's really into like indie folk music and she's probably like a Phoebe Bridgers you know, you know what I mean? And he is really into jazz and R&B. 
<laughs> now I need to know like what constitutes R&B for Bennett because are we like in a Keith Sweat situation? Are we listening to like Escape? <laughs> Is he like a Bryson Tiller fan? Like what is Bennett listening to? I need to know. I need to know what he considers R&B. Does he love Party Next Door? <laughs> I need to know. Um, so back with the girls, Amelia is talking about like, oh, he's got this tiny house and he built it himself. And Imani thinks that is the most adorable thing. She's like, oh my god, he could build you a house. He's like Noah from The Notebook. That's so romantic. I I love that for you guys. Um, Brett is talking about his many spreadsheets. And Woody, I mean, the facial expressions that he was making when Brett was trying to explain that they had, you know, differences in their financial status and all that Woody's like boy this is not a problem the problem is you and I'm team Woody on this one Bennett says that the really only conversation that Amelia and he had were like hey do you support yourself yeah do you support yourself yeah cool great um Woody Britt is also talking about like you know she's just gonna have to change her expectations she used to like she's used to going on vacation and doing five-star accommodations and now that I'm in the picture, we might have to be like three star, two star. And what he's like, nah, bro, that's not happening. Brett, like, do you expect Olivia to go from her? Like, she's used to nice things. She's not going to downgrade for you. And again, if you guys combine your finances, you can combine, you can pay for two star accommodations. And she can pay for two-star accommodations. And there you are on a four-star. You can go into high wire. And maybe you'll be bumped up to a five-star. And everything will be fine. Okay? Woody goes on and is like... It's so unrealistic for her... For Brett to expect. For her to, like, downgrade her life. Like I said. And you have a woman. A wife. Who makes more than you. You need to deal with that and get over it. Because <laughs> you're here now. And basically just like, I think that he feels some type of way about it. I think that it affects his uh, ego. And he needs to get over it. So then <laughs> Henry tells the guys that he basically told Christina that she was high maintenance. And they're all like, D. <laughs> oh okay Henry's like yeah I probably could have you know I probably could stand to expand my vocabulary and change how I word of that but too late (laughs) and Christina tells the girls that you know she's more of a planner and a doer and she's worried that she's always going to be having to push Henry because he's just such a non-starter and the girls were like yeah you're gonna have to work through that Henry Woody actually tells uh Henry like I think she's really attracted to you and I think she really wants you to just like just jump her bones just do it 
Like, I, at this point, and I think he's kind of right. It's like, there needs to be, I think it's salvageable. Honestly, Henry and Christina, I think are salvageable. It, Henry's going to have to communicate. They're going to have to get each, to know each other on a more personal level. I think he's going to have to understand that part of the reason why she's popping off is because she's not used to being in a a relationship like that. And they're both going to have to shed... They're going to have to be more vulnerable vulnerable with each other. She's going to have to, I think, be nicer to him to allow him to open up And he's going to have to push himself to be more of a communicator. Like, you're in a marriage now. You can't expect her, like, I understand that it's a lot for you. Everybody, it's very clear that this is not something that you would do in your normal life. That you're not used to being outside of your comfort zone. But you are in it now. And that you're going to have to try. And what you think is trying is not really trying. You're going to have to try a lot harder than like whatever you think you're doing, you're going to have to do it times three, maybe even times five. And I think Woody is right. I don't think he should like just fuck her, (laughs) but I think he should just be more open and be lighter. And even if he was just like nicer, I think that would go a long way with Christina. Um, Christina says, you know, Imani says to Christina that Christina needs to expect, express her needs, like tell him that you need him to be more aggressive, but also you're going to have to be a little bit more aggressive yourself. And Christina says like, I, I just don't know how to crack the code with him. And maybe I do need to say what I'm what I've been saying this whole time, but like say it differently and tell him what I need rather than complaining to production and making situations awkward. So Karen and Amelia are off to the side. The girls go from eating inside to having drinks on the patio. And Karen takes Amelia aside and tells her that she and Miles actually kissed for the first time that that night. We get a little clip of them. Miles is holding the, camera and he's like oh I wanted to show you something and he kisses her on the lips that was great she says it's great Henry says to be frank like we're just very different people and I don't really know how we move forward from that so we're back to Olivia and Brett there's just a short uh, scene of them he's cooking dinner for them steak and asparagus and he's like okay it'll probably be done in about 20 minutes and Olivia's like, great. Okay. Well, in the meantime, let's go over my finances. I'll let you know. You can put it in that damn spreadsheet of yours and we'll talk about it. So everything's going on pretty fine. He's not making any comments like about what she spends, bills, rent, whatever. Everything's cool. And then he's like, okay, well, how much do you spend on dinners? Like going out for dinner in a month? And she's like, well, you know, it really just depends, but, and Brett's like, okay, well, I think I spent about 120 bucks a month. And 
Olivia's like, okay, well, mine is probably more like 500. <laughs> and, and he, thank God he didn't pop off again and like get to being rude and nasty like he has been. They actually have a pleasant conversation and they start to eat dinner and she was like, oh, this is really good. Like, I would be fine not eating out so much if you're going to be cooking like this. Like, no problem. Maybe I can, you know, lower my going out budget and we can put that towards eating in. And in addition to that, like, maybe I can find things to do that are going out that are maybe less expensive. Like, we can go to the zoo and he kind of side-eyes her and she's like, well, what? The zoo's not expensive it's cheap to go and we you know he's like what about bowling and she's like oh great like I love bowling and I would love to have one of those like vintage style bowling shirts and they decide to name their team the alley cats (laughs) and they high five okay guys so now we get to the part of the episode where the couples are having their friends over for their housewarming party so let's start with Woody and Amani. They were, I mean, as we expect, it wasn't boring. They just have like really great chemistry. There's really nothing to write home about because basically the premise that the producers make us get into is that like they will break out into groups of like men and women and regardless of like who's friends with who or who's related to who the men and women go off and talk about their partner. Um, so Woody and Imani are having a taco night because we know Woody loves tacos and he even has a dance for it. And <laughs> Imani makes a sign like a cho- on a chalkboard that says taco bought at night, like talk about at night, but they're having tacos. Woody, <laughs> Woody says he doesn't get it. Um, his friends get there and he's got a friend named John and John is like, I'm shocked at the turnaround in just a couple weeks. I cannot believe that he is smoothly transitioned from single to married man. The group plays never have I ever with like five fingers. So if you've done it, put the finger down. Woody and Amani make a bet of Amani saying, okay, if I win, I get a full body massage and if Woody wins, they get to go to the spa. Of course, Woody loses in about six rounds. (laughs) I think there was maybe one he said no to. (laughs) So she gets her full body massage later. And like I said, they break off into men and women. Woody tells the guy that he never expected it to be this easy. And he's just so excited um, Woody has a female cousin, so she's talking to Amani, and she's like, honestly, I did not think it was going to be working out this well, because I've never really seen Woody in a relationship, and I'm just so used to kind of him doing whatever, calling him at nine o'clock and saying, let's go out, and he's like, I'll totally go down and hang out with you, and she's like, now and no shade to you, like, it's okay, like, it's great, actually, now I text him, and he's like, I want to see if Amani's okay with it, and Amani's like, yeah, just so you know, like, 
I'm totally fine with him going out. I don't have a time. Fine. I don't have a problem with him, you know, being spontaneous. It's just like all about communication. Like you let me know if you're going out, I'll say, great, have fun. Or, Hey, can I go too? And they're like, yeah, that's great. Perfect relationship that they're having. Everything's saying it's working out really well. Cousin gives her stamp of approval. They're great. So Olivia and Brett have friends over and they play Would You Rather. And <laughs> one of Olivia's, I think, I don't know if it was her sister or a friend. Um, they go into the bedroom separately and they have a conversation. And Olivia is, turns out, not feeling all that excited and motivated by her relationship with Brett. She sees a lot of red flags and unlike Karen she has a little bit more of a reason to feel that way but I just ugh, I, I worry about that I, I'm actually really surprised because in the first you know few episodes it seemed like she was really excited to meet Brad and be in this marriage with him and now she's like girl I don't know I don't know she's talking about everything from like I feel pressured to live at his house when this is over because he owns it, but it's 45 minutes away from where I work. They, you can't do anything there. There's nothing going on. Um, and we haven't done anything since we've been home except for like, stay at home with the cats. And I didn't really need to get married to sit at home with my cats. Like I was doing that as a single woman. Um, I'm really worried about his finances. Like, I think she's saying, when it comes to the finances, I think he goes too hard and she is not expressing that she really would have preferred to have been with somebody who was maybe more on her level financially. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's a difficult thing to say because he's doing it. By the way, you guys, Brett has been heavy on Twitter, responding to tweets, and on Reddit, responding to people's comments. And he said that whatever his job is like software whatever that he actually probably could be making more money than what he is making but he likes his job and his coworkers a lot and he's just really happy where he works so I don't know 
I don't really know much about systems, software, whatever the fuck, but that's what he said. Um, so yeah, it seems like Olivia's really, really nervous. Um, let's move on to Miles and Karen. Karen says, oh, I'm really excited to, to meet, to have Miles meet my friends. Because by that, I mean, this is like test number 197,000. Because I really need to know how he interacts with my friends and if he's nice to them, because that's going to go a long way with me. A normal thing and a fine thing to say if you were not Karen and if everything was not a test for Miles. So her friend Felicia, gorgeous, comes over and she's like, oh, let me have a tour of the apartment. And Miles like, okay, like, I'll give you the tour. They basically, he's like, okay, here's the living room. Now let's have a conversation on the love seat. (laughs) And Felicia is talking about like, how are you guys doing? And Miles is talking about all the things that he's done for Karen this week and how he tried to help fix her car and he did the laundry and he did this, that, and the other. And Felicia's like, wow, that's really great. Like goals, but also Karen kind of needs some, a guy who's, you know, a little bit more of a leader and not somebody who just does everything for her. Um, so Karen has a talk with Miles' sister and Karen tells her that like, he's done so much for me and I almost feel like it's smothering a little bit. And you know, his sister is like, Oh, so you have like more, you desire more like a traditional role in the relationship. And Karen's like, yes, I do. And I just kind of feel like there are things that I want to do for him and he does so much for me that I'm not able to like get into that role of like being submissive. And I just wish he would give me more room to do that. And then Miles tells a story to his friends about how it was like midnight and he was so tired and, but he was hungry and she was like, okay, I'll make something for you. He's like 30 minutes later at 1230 she made uh like red fish like blackened red fish and and green whatever the fuck she said he was like so impressed with the fact that he had she had done all that for him at like very late at night and he was loving it uh that was basically it they played truth or dare but the rules were like we're the me and miles are going to be doing the truth or dare so like you guys just tell us what to do first one was oh I dare you to sit in Miles' lap the whole time and Miles I dare you to uh, smell Karen's armpits and Miles I dare you to kiss Karen and they kiss and it's fine and whatever (laughs) whatever um let's go to Bennett and Amelia so their craft or their activity is very them they're laying out a mural, a large piece of paper, because all their guests are going to be painting this mural for decoration in the apartment. So I just want to say that Bennett has on like, you know, those like 80s, 90s, orange with the two triangles and the smiley face pumpkins, like real old school. 
he's got a t-shirt that's just like, you know, I'm in kindergarten in 1991 pumpkin. That's the vibe that he's giving for his housewarming. Um, everybody starts to paint and then Bennett's like, Hey guys, want to go outside? Let's have a conversation. Just the men. And so they go out on the porch and I noticed that they gave the good couples the apartments with the porch. So the only ones that have them are, uh, Ben and Amelia and Woody and Imani. They got the porches and that is really going to come in handy because they have no idea what's about to happen with COVID. (laughs) So Bennett, Olivia has, no, Amelia has a best friend named Louie. So they go out and have a conversation and Bennett's saying, honestly, like in my past relationships, I tend to curate myself for my girlfriends and I don't really show my true self. It's just like the version of me that I think they want to see, but I am completely invested in Amelia. I decided when I did this experiment that I was just going to dive into it completely and be myself. And I'm really excited. Like I'm excited to be in a relationship where I'm myself and it's working and I just really, really like her. (laughs) So, um, Louie goes to Amelia. She's in the bedroom and he's like, I love Bennett. I love him for you. I, we had a conversation and two minutes in, I felt like I was talking to this authentic person and somebody who really wants to be in this relationship and who really, really likes you. And I'm just really excited. Like he was so excited. He's like, I may have had a couple drinks, but I'm loving this. And Bennett is the exact kind of person that I would have wanted you to be with. And Amelia's like, yeah, we're just so alike. Like, I can't believe it. And she points to this, like, (laughs) like, (laughs) really brightly colored, like, what do you call those prints of like, not a mosaic, but like a, um, you know, like a, like Patrick, Patrick is really brightly colored, like pink and yellow, multicolored patchwork blanket. She's like, we're so alike. This is his blanket. <laughs> and Lou is like, I thought that was yours. She's like, yeah, I thought it would be mine too, but it's his and I love it. <laughs> and she's just like really excited that Louie has put his stamp of approval on it. Cause that's her like best guy friend. And she's really into it. I'm invested. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this is going. And Louie's like, maybe you're on to something. Like, maybe everybody should be matched by a matchmaker. And that was the end of them. So we're going to end it with Henry and Christina. Wow. So before the party, Christina actually apologizes for the night before where she went off on him and production. And she's like, you know what? I'm actually really sorry. Uh... And he's like, all right, can we get some drinks? (laughs) Henry's been pounding the rosé like crazy. I don't know if Henry really drinks as much in his normal life, but I think he's getting out the whispering angel and hoping the angels whisper to him to tell him how to get out of this relationship. (laughs) 
So we remember Kristen, right? She was at the wedding as drunk as Trishelle was saying that like, she did not approve of this experiment. She thinks that any woman who would do married at first sight is weird. She will respect the 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 fact that they're married but not the relationship which i'm not really sure what the difference is but anyway so christina comes kristen comes over and it's awkward you can tell she's got her guard up for sure i'm sure that henry has had this conversation with her about like i don't really like christina (laughs) and so she says you know i've got my eyes out to see how Christina acts. So they all, by the way, two of uh, Christina's friends are like old, (laughs) like bordering on elderly. And I just, how does she know them? Not to be like ageist, but I just, I just need to know the backstory. Is this like one of her friends from the airplane that she is an attendant on a flight attendant on I just wonder um so they all play this game and it's like either or basically like would you rather oh it's called would you rather right (laughs) would you rather have sex for five minutes at a time or would you rather have sex for five hours at a time would you rather have sex with the celebrity that you're really attracted to, but the sex is trash or have really good sex with somebody that you're not attracted to and who's not your type at all. The answers could not be more opposite. Henry seemed to be significantly more horny than I expected out of him. He said he would much rather have sex, bad sex with somebody that he was really attracted to, that he would rather have five hour sex than five minute sex. Even if the five-minute sex was really good. Henry, I have questions. Because Henry was giving me virgin with a capital V. And he might still, but I just, I just wonder. I really wonder. Um, so then they pair off. And they actually, they don't pair off by sex. They pair off by, like... Christina talks to his friends. Henry talks to her friends. So Christina's friend is a guy and he was like, have you guys had sex at all? Like, it's very clear that Christina has talked to him about it and he's like, not helping. (laughs) I will say he's not playing it cool. He's making it very obvious that he knows what's going on between them and that he is on Christina's side, and it's it's very awkward, and you could tell that everything that Christina's friend says is pissing Henry off. Um, he's like, have you guys even had sex yet? And Henry says, you know, I was really adamant before I got onto this about taking things slow. And Christina's friend's like, yeah, you're really taking things slow in this explanation. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Kristen says that, um, you know, she initially, when she met Henry, thought that he was a buzzkill and that he was 
really like had his walls up but her sister passed a couple years ago and he Henry was like completely there for her completely supportive and so like don't think that he is lacking in emotion he's not he was there for me in a time where he didn't I didn't expect him to be but he was more there for me than anybody else and Christina's like okay that's really encouraging like thank you so much for sharing that I I really like that you said that to me so the party's over and they have another scene where they're cooking dinner and Christina is like asking another obviously producer-led question of oh you know like do you have any childhood memories that you would like to share with me and Henry's response was well me and my brother are really close but like we also fought a lot and Christina's like that's the story that you're telling me okay <laughs> so they sit down it's a very silent dinner and Christina asks the producer off camera like are there like a list of questions you have that I can ask him because he's giving me nothing the only question that she asked, he asked her was like oh what is a thing like a dish that your mom made growing up that you really liked and she's like um I don't know she made a lot of really good food and he's like okay well list one she's like um I'd really have to think about that I don't know so he's like okay well I asked you one question so that's it so the producer's like no we don't have a list of questions for you guys like can you guys just have a normal conversation and She's like, I I need a list because I feel like I look like the bad guy for always initiating and then getting frustrated when I'm not getting any reciprocation back. And she's like, you know what? He's like, well, I just asked you the question and you kind of shut down on me. So like, what's that about? Christina's like, okay, I'm, I have to go to the bathroom. So like... He's just like eating, but you can tell Henry's getting more and more pissed off. Christina comes back from the bathroom and says, listen, you have to help me out here because I feel like I'm doing a lot. And Henry's like, I think I'm trying my best, but right now I need to walk away. And he leaves the apartment and in the hallway, he's like, honestly, I don't fucking care. Like, I really don't. (laughs) that was the end of the episode y'all the next episode it looks like they go off on excursions and do these activities with one another and maybe that's going to help Christina and Henry but I don't know y'all but we'll see all right y'all I'll catch up with you next week